Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever the podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. You know me, I'm the genius, getting you set for your fantasy football rosters. It's week 11 edition of the of the Genius Cast. We're getting you set for week 11. That's right, we're getting closer and closer to our fantasy playoffs. If you have not checked our website lately, I do have an article up on who has some nice matchups for the upcoming fantasy playoffs and who is not looking very solid for those fantasy playoffs. Some big-name players have some tough schedules upcoming for that playoffs. Some uh, kind of middle-name players having some big, nice matchups for the playoffs. So definitely give a look out on the website. Check out that article. It's up on the website right now. Always Our rankings are always available <coughs> as well. Uh, free to the, to the public each and every week, always up there by Wednesday. So definitely check out the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. And if you're not done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And as always, our website, as we talked about, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. I'm not going to waste too much time. We're going to jump right on in today's podcast, starting off talking about the Arizona-Seattle game last night, a big NFC West showdown between two of the top teams in the league. I think we saw a uh, a game that I thought would be a little more offensive explosion type of game. We saw a very uh, struggling first half for Kyler Murray. Maybe a lot of that had to do with he, uh, he did get a bum shoulder, kind of got dinged up in the game early. So was that affect him in the first half? He did finally get uh, reach value in the second half. But the first half, it was a struggle for Murray in his offense. Seattle really kind of the same way. that Seattle kind of struggled in the first half as well. We uh, they, they did get there. They did score 28 points. But it wasn't really a game that I kind of thought was going to happen. I think it would be a, a much more of an offensive explosion type of game game. We saw the defense kind of step up a little bit. We saw that both passing teams kind of have plays throughout the game, but also kind of struggle at times. Murray, Russell Wilson, they did get there um, by, this, by, by the game's end. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, kind of a dud of a game. DK Metcalf have a de- had a decent game. He did get score a touchdown um, early in the game, which I thought it was going to be a DK Metcalf smash spot. Usually we don't see Metcalf and Lockett kind of reach value in the same game. Last night they did. They both did score touchdowns. Um, they, they, they scored touchdowns for Russell Wilson. So that was kind of a rare thing to see is seeing both Lockett and Metcalf kind of reach value. It's usually one or the other. Last night I thought it was going to be a DK Metcalf game. It looked like it was to start the game off. But again, he has struggled against Patrick Peterson and his Cardinals defense throughout his early NFL career. But he is a phenomenal player moving forward. I, there's no issue to think that there's anything wrong. Two uh, kind of down weeks. Um, even though he did get in the end zone last night, he kind of had a down game. Um, it would have been a lot better if, 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 the, if he had that one long reception not called back for penalty. But again, kind of a down game for Metcalf from what I was expecting uh, coming off of that bad week the week before. Tyler Lockett did have a decent game, nine catches, maybe only six, seven yards, but he did have some chance for some bigger plays. Carlos Hyde, nice game on the ground, 79 yards rushing and a score. We talked about both quarterbacks. I think both quarterbacks kind of underperformed what I thought was going to happen. But again, Seattle does get the job done. 28-21 to to take that lead in the NFC West, which I think is going to be Seattle's uh, division to lose. If I think they're the better team of the three teams. Yes, their defense maybe isn't the defense we've seen in the years past, but anytime you have Russell Wilson wanting things, you know you have a, an elite option at quarterback being able to make the safe play, the smart play, the best play. I like Seattle to win that division, but I think all three players, all three teams are teams that can represent at the NFC come February this year. Moving on to the upcoming weekend of games, we start off with Atlanta, New Orleans. A big time scenario happening in this game at quarterback with Drew Brees out. 
I thought it was going to be Jameis Winston. In my guillotine league, I used a lot of my uh, fab money on Winston, thinking that he was going to be the option at quarterback. That is not the case. They are leaning towards Taysom Hill. So if you play over on ESPN for your season-long leagues, he is tight end eligible, which I'm guessing is going to go away after this week. So this week, you could play a tight end. You could play a quarterback at the tight end position. That's right. You're going to get Taysom Hill's quarterback stats at tight end, which is an unbelievable movie. Even if your league isn't a, a super flex league, you get to play a super flex team if you have Taysom Hill. If you're early to jump on the ship earlier this week and picked up Taysom Hill, which I thought was an idea that a lot of people w- would use. But again, I thought it would be more of a Jameis Winston kind of week. But hearing that maybe it's more of a money kind of thing, sounds like they'd have to pay him a lot more money this year if he does play. And so that might be why they're shifting to Taysom Hill. But we also know that Sean Payton does love him some Taysom Hill. But it does also not sound like there's going to be any packages for Winston to play. So it's going to be Hill's job to handle against this very bad Atlanta defense. If you're playing over FanDuel, he's going to be very, very, very popular um, in all formats. I, I'm guessing he's probably going to be 100% owned in cash games and over in GPP. He's likely going to be 70, 80, maybe even 90% owned. Um, with being a minimum, being a tight end eligible player, you're going to get those quarterback positions at tight end. So he's going to be very popular in GPPs. I don't think fading him is the option, uh, the right option to do this week. What I think I might do is playing him in most of my GPP lineups, but maybe being a little more contrarian, not playing the obvious uh, high end players maybe taking some of the players that might be a little lesser owned. Everybody's going to have Kamara. Maybe you fade Kamara as the player you're going to fade in this matchup if you're going to play Taysom Hill. But you can pretty much make any kind of team you want with Taysom Hill starting it. And if uh, P.J. Walker is the starting quarterback for Carolina, which we'll get to a little later, um, starting your teams with Taysom Hill and P.J. Walker makes some pretty all-star studded cast teams over there on FanDuel. So that's one way of looking at it. And maybe instead of uh, using all your salary for those type of teams, leaving a lot of salary on the board and still making some good teams might be the way of being contrarian. Because I don't think fading Taysom Hill is the way to go in GPPs because I think he's going to smash its value, especially being the minimum at tight end, getting those quarterback stats. That's enough Taysom Hill. We know what to do with Taysom Hill. Um, as for the other parts, I did like Michael Thomas if it was going to be Jameis Winston. I'm a little more down on uh, Michael Thomas. I think he can get there. But I think it's going to be much more of a ground-and-pound type of game with New Orleans. So I think Alvin Kamara is a, is a fine option, uh, an elite option, probably the best option on the board against this very bad Atlanta defense. As for the Atlanta side of things, I think the passing game is the way I'm going to be going. Uh, I prefer Julio Jones over Calvin Ridley, um, but if you're playing GPPs, maybe you, you reverse it. You go Ridley over Julio Jones because a lot of people are going to maybe be a little scared with Ridley coming off of that injury. I think he's fine. I think he'll be fine to go moving forward, and we know he can smash on any given week, especially when he's healthy. And I don't hate the idea of going Matt Ryan with both of his all-star studded offensive reception leaders, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I have New Orleans over Atlanta on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we talked about P.J. Walker. It's the Detroit Lions taking on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater carries a questionable label. Don't know if he's going to play in the game. If it is P.J. Walker, as I talked about, you can start your teams with P.J. Walker and Taysom Hill and have all-star studded offenses to look at, uh, which is going to be fun to look at the points. But you got to make sure you're being uh, very careful on being contrarian. Don't be stupid contrarian. Be smart contrarian. Make sure you're getting players that are going to give you points because you're going to fi- find a lot of teams are going to have Taysom Hill and P.J. Walker likely, um, especially with the, with, with the m- m- amount of money they're going to be taking and what what kind of production they're going to have. We know that Detroit does does, uh, struggle against opposing pass offenses. 
So I think P.J. Walker, with the, being the price, how cheap he is, he's going to be very popular on both sites. I don't think I'm going to have very many shares of him over on DraftKings, but I think FanDuel, might, I might be uh, using a few more shares over on FanDuel over DraftKings. Um, I use a lot of my fab money on DeAndre Swift in my guillotine league. Uh, he is not going to play with a concussion, which is a bummer. I don't think it's going to be a big deal um, for anybody stepping in for his replacement. It could be Kerryon Johnson. Could it could be Adrian Peterson. I'm much more invo- um, in, interested in the passing game for Detroit. Sounds like Galladay is questionable. If, if he can go, I think he's a fine option to pair with Matthew Stafford. I also like Marvin Jones, and I think TJ Hawkinson is also one of the better tight end plays. But again, when it comes to tight end and you're not talking – and you're talking about FanDuel, there's really only two tight ends we're really looking at, Travis Kelsey and Taysom Hill. So TJ Hawkins is more of a uh, DraftKings play just because of the Taysom Hill situation over on FanDuel. I have the Carolina Panthers over the Detroit Lions on Sunday afternoon. I mean, going back to receivers for Carolina, if I'm picking one of the two receivers, I think it's DJ Moore over Robert Anderson, in my opinion, at wide receiver for Carolina. I have Carolina over Detroit. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. couple back-to-back bad weather games for the Browns. Hopefully we get a little better weather. Uh, I think this game can be kind of be a shootout type of game with the Eagles coming in. I do think this is a Jalen Rager week. As I talked about on, on uh, Instagram this, throughout this entire week, I've, I've talked about how I think his, he's in a smash spot. I think it might be the breakout game we're looking for. We saw last week with Michael Pittman for Indianapolis. We saw a couple weeks ago with Jerry Judy. I think this week another receiver is going to have his breakout game. It's going to be Jalen Rager. Absolutely love him against this Cleveland defense. He's one of my favorite GPP plays. I like to pair him with Carson Wentz. Dallas Goddard is also a player that I'm likely going to be having a lot of shares of, more on DraftKings than anything else because of the, again, going back to the Taysom Hill. I'm not going to talk about Taysom Hill anymore. It's going to be DraftKings or FanDuel. I'm more, uh, more, more looking to play Goddard over on DraftKings than I am over on FanDuel for that situation. As for Cleveland, I think it's going to be another Chubb type, type of game. I absolutely love him against his Philadelphia defense. Yes, Philly is good against the ground, but I think Chubb is showing that he's one of the best running backs when healthy. And last week we saw he is healthy. I think both Chubb and Hunt can reach value this week and moving forward. And I think all three running backs in this game, including Miles Sanders, are all fine options, all formats. I prefer them, Miles Sanders over Chubb over hunt but that's the way i'm looking at but i think all three are popular uh all, all three are fine plays if you're looking for a contrarian play it might be hunt over the other two give me the philadelphia eagles over the cleveland browns on sunday afternoon Next up, we have the New England Patriots and the Houston Texans. Cam Newton takes on a very bad Houston defense. Um, we have not seen too many passing touchdowns out of Cam Newton, but we uh, have also not seen him play opposing defenses like Houston's pass defense. So I think there is very many ways that Cam Newton does get there um, via the ground, via the pass. I think we are going to see a fine passing game out of Cam Newton. Like me, some Jacoby, uh, uh, Jacoby Myers. We're seeing that nice chemistry between him and Cam Newton, so I think he is a fine option in all formats. As for Houston, I think Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, they're all in play <coughs> uh, with Deshaun Watson. I think this is a game that we can see both teams score a lot of points with both teams kind of struggling on defense. I have the Houston Texans over the New England Patriots on Sunday afternoon, and I absolutely love Deshaun Watson paired with Fuller and Cooks in the large field GPPs as maybe an under-owned G- a GPP stack. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Baltimore Ravens. 
I think it's going to be much more of a uh, defensive struggle type of game. We've we, we've seen Baltimore struggle on defense recently, um, and we've seen Tennessee kind of not be the the defense that we've seen in years past. But for some reason, I think this game might be a little more of a defensive struggle. I don't have a whole lot of interest in terms of GPPs in this game. Uh, you can play uh, obviously you can play on, on the Tennessee side of things. You can play Ryan Tannehill. You can play AJ Brown. You can play Corey Davis. You can play Derrick Henry. You can play Johnny Smith. There's a lot of players that are uh, that are available to play that can hit value with the right. Situation. You can obviously play Lamar Jackson. You can play Mar- Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. Um, I don't know about the running back situation. I prefer Dobbins over the other ones there. But again, they're they're just not they're not giving the lo- workload to one running back. But for me, for the entire game, I may fade this game because there's other games I like better. I have the Baltimore Ravens over the Tennessee Titans on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sounds like we are not going to get an, uh, Minshew again. He is questionable in the game. I, I'm guessing they probably go to Lutton again in this matchup. If Minshew can't go, I don't, I don't think I'm going to have very many shares of anybody on Jacksonville side of things. Even if Minshew can go, I'm likely not going to have any shares. It's a very good Pittsburgh's defense. As for Pittsburgh, love me Ben Roethlisberger, Chase, uh, who the Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson. They're all in play with the passing game. I don't hate the idea of a triple stack going Juju, Chase, and Deontay Johnson. We've seen games where uh, Big Ben goes absolutely bonkers with five or six touchdowns and spreads it around nicely to his receivers. So I don't hate the idea of being contrarian by going Big Ben with all three of his pass catchers. Instead of making a choice on which one to go with, go with all three. Don't hate the idea for that, for being a little contrarian. But if I'm picking between the three, I think it's Deontay over Juju over Chase for me. That's the way I'm seeing the situation. If I, if I am going to play someone on Jacksonville, it's likely going to be James Robinson. And it's likely to be over on FanDuel instead of uh, DraftKings. But I'm likely not going to have any, very many shares, if any shares, of the Jacksonville Jags. I have Pittsburgh very big over Jacksonville on Sunday. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Washington football team. Uh, Joe Mixon has been ruled out. He will not play, which gives another start to Giovanni Bernard. I do like Bernard in season-long leagues, but I'm likely not going to touch him in, in uh, uh, GPPs. I do like Antonio Gibson. We're kind of start, starting to see him kind of having bigger and bigger roles on his offense. I think they need to get him involved a little more in the passing game than maybe he has been, but I do think that Antonio Gibson is a fine option, as is Terry McLaurin. Uh, going up against a very bad secondary in Cincinnati. So I absolutely love McLaurin as a GPP format, as as well as cash games, as well as season-long. Uh, McLaurin is one of my favorite plays in all formats. As for Cincinnati, I think Joe Burrow to one or two of his pass catchers might be a little little contrarian. Um, on paper, it looks like Washington is a very good pass defense, uh, pass defense type of team, but I think that Burrow and company can get there against them on Sunday. I prefer Boyd over Higgins over Green. Uh, uh, sounds like Higgins did have a little in, uh, little illness the other day. Didn't, didn't play, uh, play in practice, so it's definitely something you want to keep an eye on. But I think it is Boyd for me in this passing offense. I have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Washington football team. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Denver Broncos. We don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position for Denver. Is it going to be Locke? Is it going to be somebody else? So I'm likely going to stay away from the quarterback position, but I do like Jerry Judy. I do like Tim Patrick a little bit, and I also like Noah Fant as well. And I don't hate the idea of maybe going with K.J. Hamler. He's looked good the last couple of weeks, getting a lot of targets, and he's very cheap over on DraftKings as well. So I don't hate the idea of going value with K.J. Hamler and see if you can get a breakout game from the rookie there in Denver. 
Likely not going to touch the running back situation there in Denver uh, between uh, uh, Gordon and Lindsey. Really don't know who's going to get the majority of the touches. Likely going to be a 50-50 timeshare. I'm not looking to do that in any format, so I'm likely going to stay away from Denver's ground game. As for Miami side of things, I do think we can look at Ahmed. I think we can look at maybe uh, Breda if he can play in this game. Um, as for the passing options, I think Devontae Parker is in a fine spot against a very middle-of-the-road type of Denver defense. And we've seen this defense kind of start off playing very well in the first half and struggle in the second half because that's what happens when you're uh, getting worn down on defense. I, I can see the same kind of thing happening on, on Sunday with Miami as well. I can see Denver defense playing very well in the first half and kind of playing a little uh, looser in the second half because the offense isn't doing much and they're kind of getting worn, out, worn down on defense because of the way Miami's playing. I have the Miami Dolphins over the Denver Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Jets and the Chargers. Not much to talk about in this game. I think we can play Herbert. I think we can play Keenan Allen. We can play Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. Um, we can play the um, K- Kalen Balaj against the very bad Jets defense. As for the Jets side of things, likely not going to touch anybody on the Jets. Maybe a share of Jamison Crowder, but I'm likely going to be just going with the Chargers side of things. And I think the passing way is to go in this offense. But again, we may not see much in the fourth quarter. But then again, this is the Chargers who likes to give up big leads. But it is the Jets. Make your decision. I like the Chargers passing game in GPPs. Likely not going to touch them in in cash games. But in GPPs, I think they're fine. And I'm likely, if I'm going to be playing... uh, uh, Herbert. I'm going to pair him with two of his options, whether it be Keenan Allen and Mar- Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. I'm going to take two of those players there and pair him with Herbert and hope for a big game against a very bad Jets defense. I have the Chargers big over the Jets on Sunday. Next up, we have the Packers and the Indianapolis Colts. Devontae Adams is the big question mark. He has not practiced much this week. Don't know if he's going to be playing. Um, he has not practiced yet as of doing this podcast. Um, so we, we haven't really uh, seen the Friday in uh, practice stuff yet. But as of going into the going into Friday, Adams has not practiced much this week. Looks very, very questionable. If he can't go, I do like Marquez Valdez scanning quite a bit in this matchup. And if Alan Lazard is back, I think we can also look at him as well. If Adams can play, I do think uh, MBS is still in play. Um, but again, this Indianapolis uh, defense is very good against both the run and the pass. So I can see this game kind of being a little, maybe a little uh, a bland kind of game in terms of fantasy production. Fantasy produ- production. That was a long, that was a hard word for me to say. So I can see a very defensive kind of uh, keeping the teams under control. <clears throat> and I, I'm not too whole. I'm not too sold on the Indianapolis side of things. Yes, the Packers don't have a great defense, but I'm not sold on Indianapolis offense as well. I have the Packers over the Colts on Sunday, and I'm likely not going to be doing much in terms of DFS for either one of those offenses on Sunday as well. Next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, coming off the Dubai week, we saw... The Cowboys kind of struggle offensively. Uh, now it sounds like we might get Andy Dalton back, so is that going to help the offense? I do like Amari Cooper as possibly a low-owned wide receiver option. Don't hate the idea of maybe pairing him with Andy Dalton and see if we can get that connection going. I don't hate Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, maybe we're seeing a lot of people kind of giving up on Ezekiel Elliott. I definitely don't think he's a top uh, five running back anymore with the injuries with with the injuries to the offense as a whole and as well as the uh, offensive line. So I don't think he's a top five running back, but I definitely think he's obviously in the top ten, top twelve, which makes him a running back one in all formats. Um, I don't think I'll be touching them very much in GPPs, just because there's other options I do like. like 
over Ezekiel Elliott. But that is one way of maybe being contrarian. If you're going to play Taysom Hill over on FanDuel, maybe go with Ezekiel Elliott with a lot of people going Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. A lot of people going with the elite running backs that way, maybe dropping down to a former elite option in Ezekiel Elliott and see if he can reach that, reach that status of elite status that we've seen in years past with Ezekiel Elliott. Because we know he is one of the best running backs when he's running well. It's just a matter of this offensive line looking very bad. So maybe Elliott is a way of being contrarian with Taysom Hill over on FanDuel. As for Minnesota, obviously you're in. Uh, you're you're going to start Dalvin Cook in all formats as well. I think he's one of the better GBP plays as well. Again, going back to FanDuel just because you can get to him, I think he'd be very popular, and I think he's one of the better options on FanDuel. As for DraftKings, he's very expensive, but he's worth it. He's been uh, he's been he's looked fantastic the last couple of weeks. Nobody's scared of this Dallas defense either. Um, but for me, I think I'm going to be going with the passing game for the Minnesota Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I like the double stack in large field GPPs. I like the Vikings over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. We will close Sunday out with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night football. I think there's a lot of players in play. This this game likely is going to be a very fun game to watch in terms of fantasy production in the single-game slate. So I do think that um, uh, we may see Tyreek Hill uh, returning kickoffs. I'm I'm sorry, returning punts if McCole Hardman can't go in this game uh, due to being on the COVID list. Um, We saw the Raiders beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. Can they get the job done again? I don't think they can beat them twice in the same year. But I do think the Raiders do have a lot of options we can look at. We can look at Josh Jacobs. We can look at Darren Waller. Those are two of my favorite plays from the Raiders against this Chiefs defense. But we can also look at the Chiefs defense as well. I think the Chiefs can get some sacks, get some turnovers. And Patrick Mahomes, he's always in play in all formats. I think Mahomes is obviously the top quarterback in the in the in the league on the week, whatever you want to call it. Mahomes is the MVP of the season. Um, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, they're all in play as well. Give me the Chiefs over the Raiders on Sunday evening. And we will close week 11 out with the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll go in more in detail on this on Monday's podcast. But there are plenty of parties in play. Yes, the Rams do have a very good defense, but I think we can play a lot of players on the Buccaneers. We're seeing... um, the Bucks kind of give the ball more and more to Ronald Jones. He had had a big fumble early on last week. That didn't matter. They kept in the game. Had a fantastic game in Week 10. I think it's a little tougher running against this Rams defense, so I'm likely going to be going with the uh, passing game over the ground game against the Rams. But they do have one of, if not the best cornerback in football. So it all depends on where is Ramsey going to line up. Is he going to be lined up against Godwin? Is it going to be Evans? Is it going to be Antonio Brown? Is he going to split time between all three of them? Right now, I do think I do like Godwin. Maybe they put him on Evans a little more than Godwin. So I do like Godwin, especially if he can maybe play in the slot in this matchup as well. As for the Rams side of things, Buccaneers have one of the best defenses in football as well. But I think we can also look to the Rams passing game as well. Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I think if they're going to beat the Buccaneers, they're going to have to do it with the passing game because I think the Bucs are going to score points in this matchup. I have the Buccaneers beating the Rams on Monday evening. And again, I'll talk about that game much more on Monday's podcast. But that will do it for today's podcast. Week 11 will be in the books. That's why we're getting closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully you guys are able to make the playoffs. Hopefully you're making a push and you have a chance to make the playoffs. If there's anything we can help with, maybe you need a roster uh, move. Maybe you need a trade before the trade deadline happens. If you've not done so already, please give a look at our mastermind chat. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. 
And again, if the season does get cut short, um, I will, we will make sure that the difference of whatever's left in your package either gets refunded this year or you can put it towards the 2021 season. But I don't think we're going to have this, uh, the, the season cut short. I think the NFL wants to get the season going. We've done it with 11 weeks. I think we're going to continue to get going on there. But I just want to make sure it's out there. If there is a shortened season, we will make sure whatever's left on your package does get refunded or put towards the next year. If you're not done so already, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Instagram. I'm, t- I'm sorry, on Twitter. And we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And as always, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning is everything. It's the genius thing. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Good luck in your matchups. Let's get those Ws and can you continue bringing home those trophies. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a day.